0: The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners.
1: Now sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold
0: or forgotten. Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I am your host, Sean Donley.
0: And I'm your co-host, Marianne Donley. Uh,
1: Tonight we're talking about one of our favorite topics. Mm -hmm. We could go on for hours and hours and hours, but we're limited. So this
0: may end up being multiple podcasts.
1: I'm sure it will be. (laughs) I am definitely sure it will be. But we are talking about the case of Andrew and Abby Borden and good old Lizzie. Yes. Yeah. So Miss Lizzie. In case you guys don't know what Untold History Revealed is all about, we actually have a website which is untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com and this pa- podcast was put together of information that we've gathered over the years. Uh, from our research from for our other websites for Dark Shadow Ghost Tours and PanicD.com. And it's some information that might not be paranormal. A lot of history. Um, this one we might get into paranormal a little bit. I don't know. Maybe in letter, later, later episodes. Later episodes.
0: Not in this one. Um, There's too much history for us to go of, right into the paranormal. A lot of history. Yeah.
1: A lot of history. So um, I guess. We'll just start at the beginning.
0: Sounds like a very goes. good place to start. <laughs> when you learn to read, it's A, B, C. When you... Never mind. Okay. Yeah,
1: never mind. Sorry <laughs> about that, folks. Um, so let's just go over the timeline of the Day of the Crimes.
0: The Day of the Crimes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Okay. So let's start there. Okay, for those of you who have no clue what we're talking about... Um, Lizzie Borden basically was accused of killing her parents father
0: and stepmother
1: father and stepmother with an axe
0: or a hatchet, a small axe you know, a hand wielding version
1: and this was this case was like considered the O.J. Simpson case of the late 1800s yes Um, it was very shocking Um, very disturbing where -hmm. it took place um so basically we'll just go over the timeline here uh it was august 4th 1892 in a little town at the time called fall river massachusetts
0: it's not actually that much bigger today
1: well it was bigger it's bigger than what i thought it would be but anyways um andrew and his wife were brutally murdered with an axe or a hatchet. Um, I guess this starts a little bit before the day.
0: Well, you could start at the day. That's fine if you want Well, in
1: 1845, Andrew married Sarah Morris.
0: Okay, that was his that, first wife. That was his first wife. Mm-hmm. That
1: was Lizzie's mom. Yes. Okay, their first daughter was named Emma.
0: That's Lizzie's older sister. Right. Mm-hmm. The
1: second child died in infancy. Mm-hmm. And then in 1860, Lizzie was born. Yes. Now, Sarah, Lizzie's mother, Uh passed away when Lizzie was only two years old.
0: This is true. And so because of that, she always looked at Emma as being more of a motherly figure for her uh, because she always took care of her. She was her little sister, and she was going to make sure she was okay. And so she was older, and she did, like, motherly type things. But if you think about that, older sisters tend to do that a lot anyway.
1: So they were really close. Yes. The sisters. Okay. Now, later on, uh, Andrew remarried to a woman named Abby Gray, Mm -hmm. who was considered to be a spinster daughter.
0: Yeah, she was a little bit older.
1: A little older, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, most of the wealthy people in Fall River built their homes in a region that was called the Hill. But Andrew decided that he wanted to lead a more conservative life and he purchased a house downtown, living way below his means.
0: Yes, and that tended to be a problem for the girls, especially Lizzie. But uh, he did. He was very conservative. He he spent little money. He was very frugal.
1: Very, very frugal. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew was a self-made man. He was worth, at the time, a quarter of a million dollars.
0: Yeah, and this is back in the 1800s. Today... Which-
1: is about 10 million
0: dollars yeah so he had some money yeah but even though he had all this money he didn't have a lot of things in this house that he had do you want me to tell him about that
1: Uh, i have actually have it right here oh do you you let me go through the timeline
0: well all right
1: but you could keep adding in okay i'm just skipping over the parts that you've added okay (laughs) (laughs) so they didn't have modern inventions like gas lights or telephone And this made the life for his daughters difficult to fit in with a more wealthy society. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that already. I just Mm. said, yeah, you did. Okay. So on the morning of the murders, there were five people in the house. Okay. Do you know what five?
0: Yes, I do. She
1: knows this case very well. Yes, I do. (laughs) Go ahead. Who were the five people that were in the
0: house? Well, obviously, there was Andrew Borden. Mm -hmm. There was his wife, Abby Borden. Mm -hmm. There was Lizzie Borden. Mm-hmm. Then there was their maid, Bridget Sullivan, who they called Maggie. And then there was their uncle. Uncle John Morse was there visiting. Now, right. Emma was away, so it was just those five.
1: Okay. And John Morse was the brother
0: of, of of Sarah.
1: Sarah's. The first wife. Right, the first wife. Yes. But he was and staying he, there with them. He just he showed was,
0: up the day before. He It wasn't a plan to visit. He just kind of showed up. He just kind of showed up. Yes. Okay.
1: And you said Emma was out of town with friends. She
0: was. Okay.
1: So, Andrew, Abby, and John had breakfast together.
0: They did. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Lizzie ate alone. She must have got up later or something.
0: Yeah, she supposedly, you know, still wasn't feeling well the day before. They had some issues. Uh, they were kind of all ill and sick. And even Abby went to the doctor across so I the street. So, you see, we're
1: getting off the timeline, but go ahead and explain. Well, Why? they
0: because um, they thought she thought they were being poisoned. That she thought they were poisoned by some of the food that they ate um, from the milk that they had had was purchased. Was it
1: mutton or something? Uh,
0: and yes, they had been eating mutton, but she thought Abby thought that she was being poisoned. That the family was being poisoned because they all got so sick
1: by the milk that was brought in by one of the, from one of their farms. Yes, that owned, I remember. Yes.
0: And she went across the street to the doctor who lived across the street, Mr. Bowden, Dr. Bowden. And he pretty much assured her she was going to be fine. She wasn't being poisoned. And then he did go and check on him that night. Now, they
1: called this something that a lot of people suffered from this in the summertime. It was like the summer illness or something like that. Yeah, because, you know, they didn't have refrigeration. (laughs) right. So it was food poisoning.
0: Basically, yeah. So, so she thought she was being poisoned. So they were all pretty sick for, for the day before. And so.
1: And Andrew being the frugal guy that he is. Yeah, he's
0: like, we're eating this stuff anyway. If the anyway. food's
1: left, we're eating
0: it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, there had been reports that they had been eating this mutton for over a week. And left out. But it it and turned this is out August. Yeah. It turned out, um, through research that I've done, it was really only the day before. It was only leftovers from the day before. That's
1: still disgusting. But
0: yeah. Um so anyways, uh Lizzie did eat a little bit later she is but she unsure. Didn't eat the mutton, no, she didn't. She's actually unsure if if she ate anything that morning. She's not sure when she talks to the police and all okay, that. Okay, you're
1: getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead so, of yourself. Okay. Okay. All right. So after finishing her breakfast, Lizzie ironed her handkerchiefs, okay? John Morris left to visit relatives across town. Abby instructed Bridget, the maid, to wash the windows inside and out. And Abby climbed up the front stairs and began cleaning the guest room uh, where John slept that night.
0: Now, can I interject here? Sure, why not? Go
1: (laughs) ahead. It's an hour show. Go ahead.
0: All right, so John Morris... Uh, Lizzie never even saw him the whole time he was there. She didn't see him the night before. She was up in her room when he came. Uh, She didn't come down for dinner. She heard him, so she knew he was there. Uh, But he had left in the morning before she came down, too. So she never actually saw her uncle, but she heard him in the house. She knew he was there. So that's the first thing. Yeah.
1: Geographically, inside the house, which we've been there, folks. Yes, Very cool. You should put that on your bucket list the bedroom where he slept in and
0: hers actually was like right next to her yeah and actually they ha- there's an adjoining door to the yes. those two rooms as well but she
1: she didn't know he was there but she, she heard him.
0: she knew he was there but she didn't see him okay um but the adjoining door she had a, a dresser or not a dresser a, a desk in front of so she said they never used that door anyway but uh so that's one thing and then um i just find my- it interesting i'm
1: going to interject that abby
0: that was my going to be my second thing <laughs> go ahead
1: abby who is a wife of this guy who's worth about 10 million dollars in today's money right is going up to clean the bedroom
0: yeah yeah i always thought that was the weirdest thing because she was supposedly cleaning the the room that john morse stayed in the night before and, and had i'm a maid. like. You have a maid. Why are you going to go and do that? If I had a maid and I was that rich, you don't think I would be cleaning the house. Uh, But she did. And apparently, the reason, do you want to tell them the reason? No, go ahead. Okay. The reason was that they didn't trust her because she was Irish. Yeah,
1: didn't trust her. And so
0: she was not allowed to clean any of the upstairs bedrooms. She was only allowed to clean the downstairs.
1: That's right. She wasn't permitted on the second floor.
0: No, not at all. Yeah. Weird.
1: Yeah, if you don't strange. trust
0: your maid, get a new one.
1: Well, this was back in the late 1800s. I mean, people were strange yeah, back then.
0: Yeah, they were. All right, so okay. anyways,
1: back to the timeline. Andrew Borden was retired, but he still had investments to oversee and place, you know, things that he Yeah, you owned. don't think
0: he was given that stuff Oh, well.
1: absolutely not. So he went downtown to check into business matters.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't sure how long he'd be because he still wasn't quite feeling so well, but right. he was going to go to work anyway.
1: All right, so here we go with the actual crime. Mm. All right. So between 9 a.m. and 9.30 a.m., someone entered the guest room and attacked Abby Borden. There was 18 blows to the head with a sharp instrument, which was the cause of death.
0: Yeah. And one sort of to the back. So she had 19 19. injuries.
1: Shortly before 11 a.m., Andrew returned home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the front door was locked. Right. And he doesn't have a key, which is weird. Okay. So Bridget had to unlock the front door and let him into the house.
0: Well, they actually had a couple of locks on it. And one he was always supposed to be locked, like we would lock our doors today. But there was another one that they locked only at night, and it was locked. And so that's why he didn't have a key for that one to get locked. But how
1: did it get locked after he left? I don't know. Kind of weird. Maybe he
0: went out the back.
1: So after she unlocked the door, she then went up she then went up the back staircase to lay down for a nap, okay. Mm-hmm. Mr. Borden made his way to the sitting room, according to Lizzie. She helped take off his shoes, and he laid down for a nap himself. Mm-hmm. Again, these people aren't feeling well because they're eating this rotten mutton.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> In August. I was just thinking mutton about making my stomach it's basically, churn.
0: by the way, like a stew type thing, <coughs> I know, too, right? please
1: don't. Man. And they were eating it for gross. breakfast. You oh. hate
0: that kind of stuff. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> you would, though, huh?
1: So Lizzie claimed then that she went out to the barn, Later, she gave various reasons as to why she went out there. We still don't know. Some say she went out there looking for fishing lures. She went out there. What's some of the, some of the other some things? of the
0: other things? are she went out she there went to went out there wash to the blood peach. off of no pears. Pear. Pears. Um, some are, somebody actually suggests that because there was running water out there, that she actually went out there to wash off the blood from okay. Abby's murder. All
1: right. So as Andrew laid on the couch. Someone struck Andrew Borden in the back of the head ten times with a sharp instrument. Um, I don't think all the in the head wasn't in the, in the head. back. It was, of the a, head it was more it the side of his head. Well, his face was basically yeah, it was just it was up. Yeah. So around eleven fifteen. So this is just fifteen twenty minutes from after he got home. Okay. Um, Lizzie sh- shouted up the back staircase to Bridget, "Come down quick! Father is dead. Someone came in and killed him."
0: Mm-hmm. Other reports are that she said father's hurt. But yes, okay. most people say it's I think if you would have saw the
1: pictures, him. he's dead. Oh, yeah. He's Absolutely. not. Hurt. He has no Absolutely. face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the police were called, but many of the officers were attending an event at Rocky Point. So yes. not a lot of police came at first.
0: Right. They had to actually summon them back in because they were all at the policeman's picnic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the house was searched. Police could not find any signs of force entry or robbery. All right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> He's I don't like, know "Why oh, I even wrote this out?" Did you know that Abby was actually supposed to be watching her niece, her her uh, I think it was half sister's daughter? That morning, she ended up not watching her, but she was supposed to be watching her because they were going to the Rocky Point uh picnic. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I thought that uh Lizzie said something about there was a note that somebody was sick and she left the house to go see what was going on or something like that.
0: Yes, Lizzie did say that. Um no one has (coughs) ever been able to substantiate that. No one Or
1: find the note.
0: No. No one has ever come forward and said, I'm the one who sent the note. I was the one who's sick nothing right. they never found the note and nobody else knew about this note
1: so this says mrs churchill and bridget found abby upstairs who was yeah. mrs churchill she was a neighbor she was the neighbor yes. okay so this was as they were searching the house they well, went upstairs and basically it, it, saw her laying in the in,
0: they upstairs. they found her yeah uh, so what happened was they they were you know sitting uh, they had gone out to get the doctor and all this stuff to come in because father was dead Right, so they're all worried about father, and they finally go, "Oh, hey, um, where's Mrs. Borden?" And so, uh, a little while later, they're like, "You know what? Uh, where is Mrs. Borden?" Yeah, where and is she? We
1: know she Lizzie just stays said, around and oh, the house. Oh, there was all a day. note.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Lizzie says there was a note. She went to see someone who was sick, but I think I heard her come back in. Can somebody go check? So, she denies. Ever saying, "Can you go check? Can it? Can someone go check?" But multiple other people say she said, "Could you go check?" Uh, but she does deny that. But um, it was it was quite a while after. I mean, there there's not a specific timeline for it, but it was a while after. It was the second time Doctor Dolan uh, or Doctor Bowen was at the house before they even looked for Mrs. Borden.
1: Okay, so before we go on, um, I mean we are we're throwing names at oh, you yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff at you um <laughs> if if you go on our blog site, I'm going to create a section called Lizzie Borden okay. and we'll we'll put all this different information over time, you know, not the hammer at all at once because we have volumes of stuff just on Lizzie board. And there's tons. It's a very interesting case to the point that made Marianne and, and myself actually go and spend the night in the house and find out some more stuff. So, yeah. Um, okay. So let me keep going here. Um, the police determined that, uh, this was not a normal homicide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go figure.
1: And asked Lizzie, asked her, um, If she knew of anyone who would uh, kill her father and mother, her immediate response was, she is not my mother. She is my stepmother. My mother died when I was young. Mm -hmm. That was her immediate answer. Yes. Quite interesting.
0: Yes. And that actually is something that triggered the police to not like her. (laughs) They're like, oh, okay.
1: Well, this gets better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two days later, this is two days after the murder.
0: Right. Right.
1: Lizzie was informed that she was a suspect. Her response to that was, "I'm ready to go now." Yeah, let's just go. Yeah, she but the police did not take her of... into custody. No, they did not. They informed her that she was a suspect and said, "You know," but they not Don't her.
0: leave the house. They're like, "Why don't right. you guys stay?" I want the family to stay here in the house. Don't leave the house. And she said, "Why?" And you know, are 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 one of us a suspect? Yeah and well, why would it they
1: didn't believe okay now here here's a thing too to mention too this is late 1890s in the area eight, where 1890s. they what
0: early 1890s 1892
1: okay well eight late 1800s okay. Sorry. okay um but the area in which the house was was basically not a good section of town there's transients they're used to arresting drunks transients prostitutes things like that yeah
0: they didn't live in the best neighborhood they didn't live in the hill
1: right plus the fact that these were brutal murders mm-hmm. lizzie was the least person they would suspect of doing this a yeah, woman
0: a woman who is a sunday school teacher
1: exactly it's yeah. like why would she do this to her parents you know, it was like, unless she was mentally whatever, but they didn't take that yet. Okay.
0: I, I was going to say. All right.
1: <laughs> so, okay, the day of the murders, mm-hmm. uh, they did not find any blood on Lizzie's hands, clothing, anything. They didn't ask to take the dress she had on in the custody, anything like that. The police didn't. No. But the day after she was told that she was a suspect,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she was seen burning a dress that she said had paint stains on it that she couldn't get out. Yeah. And that kind of like...
0: Yeah, her friend, uh, Miss Russell, actually, was there for that. And she's like, whoa, what are you doing? Why why would you do that? Why are you doing that that if
1: you're a suspect?
0: (laughs) That doesn't look right.
1: Right. So an inquest was held. Mm -hmm. And during this inquest, Lizzie gave all kinds of mixed answers, and she was just all over the place later we know that she was drugged basically to keep yes. calm so to speak yeah
0: dr bowen from yeah. across the street one of the her family friends kind of the one who was the first doctor on the scene uh he started giving her drugs immediately oh, yeah, to keep he her was calm
1: her um yeah nice but on nice doctor. august 11th which was a week after the murders she was formally charged and arrested for the crime mm-hmm. taken into custody yes um, Lizzie's trial didn't begin until June of the following year.
0: Right, and she ended up it wasn't in Fall River. Um, it was actually in a town a little ways away, uh, Taunton, uh because they didn't have a women's place. Right. <laughs> they didn't, didn't have, have like a women's, women's jail or, or anything, so they, they had to send used her to away. That kind of stuff, right. right. Women didn't do this kind of stuff.
1: Um, but she was later acquitted. Of the crime. She was. And released. Found not guilty. I think the jury only deliberated for like an hour. A half hour. Was it a half hour?
0: It was either an hour and a half or a half hour. One of the two. I can't remember exactly. So it didn't
1: take long for them to uh, say, no, she's not guilty. No. Here's the problem. No other person was charged with the crime. And to this day, the case remains unsolved. True. So that's actually the story of uh, Abby and um, Andrew Borden and their murder. And a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of people follow followed this, tried to solve it, tried to, there's uh, I don't know how many different books about oh, the case and websites books. and things like that. So if you haven't heard of uh, Lizzie Borden or anything like that, you are living on yeah. a
0: rock. Even even small children know Lizzie Borden because there's a famous nursery rhyme about it.
1: That's right, but it's wrong. It is wrong. Go ahead, sing it. I know you get a big smile on your face you <laughs> want to sing it. Go ahead. Lizzie
0: Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Yeah, which we know is. We know there's a lot of falsity to that. Um, it's not her mom, it's her stepmom. There you go, Lizzie. We got it right. Uh, We know that um, Abby only got 19 blows, and we know that Daddy only got 10 or 11. They're kind of undecided yet to this day if it was 10 or 11. So a little bit wrong, but I guess, you know, Oh, and and it wasn't exactly an axe. It was a hatchet, but, you know, rhyming. You got to rhyme.
1: So why did that rhyme come out? I don't you know. know. Why did that rhyme oh, come man, out? Oh, man, I stumped her with one. You did. It's actually made up by one of the newspapers to sell papers. Nice. And then little kids picked up on it and started jump Started jump roping to it.
0: <laughs> I think I even jump roped to it when I was little.
1: Bunch of sick people, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I When I was little, we had a, a fake Lizzie Borden standing outside my door at Halloween, too. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was very cool
1: so there's several movies too about this oh I mean, yeah there's the one with elizabeth montgomery there's the one with christina
0: ritchie oh, oh my yeah. goodness she plays a she plays a good version of it
1: yeah um and historically accurate to a point
0: to a point i mean, I mean obviously they any movie take
1: kind of takes a little bit of creative liberty but <laughs> yeah um my problem is is today's generation is probably going to look at those things and, and that's going to be historical record. That's kind of one of the reasons why we start in this blog post is just to have some sort of record out there so that people can compare and contrast to what they see in, in the movies and think that that's actually how it was. Uh, hmm. no. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a lot of um, things that were left of out is, of the movies. A lot of things were left out of the movies. Yeah. Um, So, what kind of uh, parts would you like to chat about now?
1: It's all up to you. It's all up to me. It's all
0: up to me. You have
1: about six minutes before we're going to take a break. Six minutes. Before we're going to take a break, and then we'll have a whole half hour. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: So, I want to talk about the crime scene and the crime scene photos. Okay. Okay. So... I, for those of you who who are new here, I'm I'm a teacher by day as well, and one of the classes that I teach is forensic science. And they did a bad job at forensics in this. But if you Very think about it, it's job. 1892. There, it's just forensics is just in the infancy. Literally, they have not really done much with it, so I can't really fault them too badly. Okay, but there's just so many things that. Like the OJ trial, it's like, oh, maybe if they would have done that a little bit better, maybe Lizzie wouldn't have quite gotten off, you know? So the first thing is um, they deputized just the local painter guy down the street to stand. Let's call
1: him Jim Bob. Do we I, have his I name? believe
0: his name was Mr. Stewart. If I'm not really, mistaken. you really have his I, name somewhere. I have his wow. name. I'll have to look it up for you on the break. But um, you're obsessed. I am obsessed. Uh, so they deputized this guy, right, to stand at the door, and not let anybody in except for the police. You know that that did not happen, oh, yeah, right? He's gonna
1: say, "Hey, you know, twenty-five cents. You can go in, and take a picture. Go ahead."
0: Yeah, there are reports that he did take his friends in and kind of let them see it's like hey check this out um uh, most people say he didn't but there were other reports that said yeah he he did but he was deputized from like 11 in the morning until like six o'clock that night he was standing there at the door and then he's like hey can i go have some dinner now uh but they just had a just a normal everyday guy a joe Schmo off the street you know hey can you watch the door so that was the first thing uh i know you're
1: talking about photography but i just want to add okay I mean, the whole time while they're searching the house and that they're 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 looking this at the crime scene and all this stuff, like you know, like now, one little thing goes wrong, they tape the place off, you can't get into the crime oh, scene, yeah. that kind of stuff. But Lizzie's in the house,
0: right, right, right. Neighbors
1: are coming in. Bridget's in the house. Yeah. I mean, the suspects that could have done this thing are staying in the house. And in fact, the night of the murders, the night of the murders. I might be jumping <laughs> ahead here, but get this, okay the bodies were still in the house in the dining room right right Mm -hmm. john morris sleeps in the bedroom where abby was killed that night yes there's gonna be blood all over the place still right
0: well maybe they made bridget clean it up i don't know
1: lizzie sleeps in the house bridget sleeps in the house
0: and bridget did not sleep in the house Emma slept in the house. Emma had gotten back. She got okay. back on the 5 o'clock train. Bridget, sp- all Bridget slept across the street at, at the a neighbors. friend's house because okay. she's like, there's no way I'm staying yeah, I'm in this house. I'm not
1: going back in the house. the And then but the there's there was a
0: friend, uh, Miss Allison Russell, actually stayed in the house too and slept in Mr. and Mrs. Borden's bed. And this is
1: supposedly
0: a an scene. active crime
1: scene. Okay, anyways, go back yeah. to the photography. Uh- <laughs> See, that's why I'm telling you, folks, there's so much about this case That we're going to probably have to do, do like, several podcasts about it. But very interesting. Anyways, keep going.
0: Okay. So um, second thing was that they didn't fingerprint anything. But they didn't really... uh, Fingerprinting, again, was kind of new. They didn't know too much how to do it, that kind of thing. So they didn't fingerprint anything. So they have a deputized Joe Schmo. They got (laughs) no fingerprinting going on. We got all the main players in the house and extra people coming in. And then um, they decide, hey, you know what would be really great is um, crime scene photos. Like how I think this would be valuable. Hey, why don't you go get the photographer from down the street uh, who has the shop in town and bring him up here to take pictures. So they actually hired a, a guy from town uh, named James a Walsh to come in he was a portrait photographer in town and uh, he his shop was on uh, Main Street he actually had a shop on north and south Main Street and um, he basically comes in and he takes pictures but before he takes the crime scene pictures All right,
1: stop right there we're gonna take a break. <gasps> And you could, could, uh, hopefully they're hanging on to your word and they'll they'll come right back. All right, so we're going to just take a quick little break and we will be right back.
2: Mark your calendars. Close your doors and turn off all the lights. As twice a month, BTE Radio brings you a new episode of The Haunted Spotlight. Sean and Marianne Donnelly of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours dig deep into the archives of the Panic D database and take you inside a different location with each new episode. Learn the rich history and hear the paranormal claims of some of the most infamous and unsuspecting locations from around the country. Ever wonder what roams the property? Or lurks behind those closed doors? Curious about the true history of that creepy house that sits down the street? Want to know what evidence a paranormal investigation group may have captured? Then find out every other Sunday and tune in to BTE Radio for another chilling episode of the Haunted Spotlight, if you dare. <laughs>
1: Hey, we're back. We're talking about the Lizzie Borden case, and right before we went on our break, you You were—you made
0: a cliffhanger. That's
1: (laughs) right. You were talking about the uh, crime scene photos being taken. Yeah, photographer from down the street to come up and take photos. Yes. So before he took the photos,
0: so before he took the photos, they basically disturbed the whole crime scene. You know, they had all these people coming in and out. They also had two doctors that were coming in and out, too. Um, I had mentioned Dr. Bowen. He had been in there. Uh, And then by this time, Dr. Dolan is here as well. And so what happens is they take and they turn the bodies. Which one lived across the street? Bowen. Bowen. Yeah. Uh,
1: Was he the family doctor? Yes.
0: Okay. So they, they basically want to get a good look at things, and they turn the bodies over. So they turned Abby over. They moved the bed so they could get in there better. They turned her body over. And so when they go to take the pictures, they put her back the way they think she was. Oh, God. Yeah. So basically they had disturbed the whole scene, and they were trying to, like, put it back the way it was.
1: Take a picture.
0: So that they could take a picture, because this is going to be cool. we got to have this picture. Uh, So when they put her back her arms are not in the right place uh the bed is not necessarily in the right place the dress her her dress is now straightened up nice and neat didn't
1: they, didn't they say when we did the tour that she was somewhat like under the bed yeah originally yes like she was trying to get away or something yeah that's but when what they, they took said. the picture she was just laying flat like
0: yeah. Uh, now, Dr. Bowen said that it he saw her uh, about a foot away from the bed, and then he moved the bed to get in there better. Uh, so Dr. Dolan never saw it in the original position. Uh, but then Dr. Dolan and Bowen moved her to fl- – they flipped her over to check and see, you know, her front side, what it looked like, Um they adjusted her dress when they put her back. You know, it was not proper for her to have her legs showing, so they made sure that her her you know legs were nice and covered.
1: So, can we talk about the picture? Yeah, that's let's the one go little ahead. Little tidbit. Yeah, that's the I one tidbit you love. Go ahead. Okay, so if you look at the picture of Abby Borden, mm-hmm. which we'll have on our blog site. Yes, I'm of sure course we we'll will. Make a lot of people upset when I post that to social media, but hey, <laughs> it it is what it is. If you look at her feet, yes. her feet look like cartoon feet. Like it doesn't match the body. Right. There's a reason for that.
0: Yeah, there is.
1: The reason is she was suffering from gout. Mm-hmm. And her feet were really bothering her. Those are Andrew's shoes yep. that she had on. They were bigger shoes because her feet were swollen. Right. So when you look at that photo, it looks like cartoon feet. Right. That she's that she had on, but okay, yeah. I found that kind of interesting, yeah, I'm glad I got it in the podcast there okay. you go
0: <laughs> well, I uh, know that um Jennings, one of Lizzie's eventual lawyers, okay uh he kept a lot of papers and things from the trial and he kept them at his house and in two thousand and twelve his I believe it was either his daughter or his it was granddaughter. His it was his daughter. Found, found them in the attic and was like, "Hey, um I think that these should go somewhere so she donated them to the historical society and all a that." It's actually
1: for that. It's like wash tub evidence or something like that or wash basin or yeah, something like that. It was in a old wash yeah.
0: basin. Uh, in any case <coughs> in that we'll talk he about had that in another
1: podcast because they found something that was interesting.
0: Yeah. In in those notes weapon.
1: But anyways,
0: <laughs> in those notes, um, it says that Charles Sawyer, who I said I knew it was Mister Sawyer, it's Charles Sawyer, uh, who was deputized. Remember to to see the body of um, Abby and to keep the people out of the house and Do you things have a like picture that. Of
1: Charles Sawyer.
0: I don't have a picture of Charles, but I have a picture of Alan and things like that. Okay. Um, anyway, the the idea is that. Um, he told mr jennings that there was something missing from when they came back later there was a yardstick that was missing that he when he saw I just abby you telling me this. when he saw abby she had a yardstick laying next to her about a foot from her body almost under the bed
1: and that wasn't in the photo and
0: that's not in the photos and they think that she was using that to um smooth the bed that they used to take a stick and kind of smooth the bed with it uh after they made it and that maybe she had that and she was really? on her way out of the room but it's not in the crime scene well, photos that's either that's kind
1: of interesting though that
0: she had a weapon to fight back
1: was well, she hit in the front it was in the she, back it, right? it was
0: in the back all of her wounds were really mostly to the back and to the side of her head
1: i know this is a podcast it's hard to visually explain this but as you walk into the door yeah okay picture picture this you walk into the door the headboard was to the on right. the wall to the right
0: yes so
1: you had to walk around the bed mm-hmm. the murderer did mm-hmm. had to walk around the bed she was on the other side of the bed according to the photo, the photo yeah and she was laying face down right now, if she was had a yardstick in her hand straightening the bed mm-hmm. she would have been facing the door and saw the murderer come in with the weapon
0: mm-hmm. right right yes and that that's one of the things that people are saying now as this is coming out they're saying um she might have she actually seen her murderer, murderer because she, had to. she obviously would have been able to see it she would have heard
1: somebody coming up the steps mm-hmm. she yeah. would have heard him out in the hallway
0: Yeah, I agree. But that's something that I find interesting. And then if you take a look at the Mr. Borden crime scene photos, you will find that the photo on the wall, the picture, the painting on the wall, is not centered above the couch that he's laying on. So people say that the couch was moved. Now, was it moved by the murderer? Was it moved by the murder happening? You know, was like the strikes so, you know, heavy and strong that it was actually pushing the, the couch? Or was that another one of those, you know, ah, we need to get in here so we need to move things around a little bit better? I, I don't know. But the couch is actually uh, partially in the door frame uh, of the way into the dining room, which who would do that? On a regular basis, I wouldn't have that that way, especially with all the room that there is along that wall. Um, And there's also a problem with his feet. It's a foot thing here in in this house. You know, Abby was wearing his shoes. He is wearing his shoes, too. But supposedly, Lizzie took took them off. And they uh the did
1: they put his the shoes theory on?
0: behind it is that he was a proper man, and he should not be seen without his shoes. oh dear Lord, so they <laughs> put his shoes on
1: yeah, she did te- she did te- mm-hmm. testify that when he came home, she yeah. helped take his shoes off. yeah now, why would she make that up?
0: I, I don't know now, the doctor said uh, Dr. Bowen said that when he saw him for the first time, he was much higher on the, the couch, or the settee, or whatever they want to call it, um, than it is in the crime scene photos. That he was slumped down much farther in the photo, and that his feet were are um, sort of on their side in the photo. So they're curious whether that was the movement of the couch, like who moved the couch? Was so that why his feet are sort of on their side? Um, was it when they put the shoes on that somehow his feet are now on the side? But uh he, Dr. Bowen said specifically in his testimony that the photo of mr Borden the that his head uh, was closer to the dining room door when he originally saw him than in the crime scene photos
1: was the crime scene photos, and I'm asking questions because you you've read all the testimonies I have I haven't
0: read all of them, but I've read a lot of them
1: but was the crime scene photos? submitted as evidence
0: um they talked about them i don't know that they necessarily submitted them they asked them questions and had them look at some of the photos and say what was different about them but i don't know if they actually entered it and said hey this is evidence but they did have um the photographer come in and testify that, yes, these are the photos that he took of the crime scene, that these were his original photos. But that is literally a paragraph that says that's what happened. There's no actual, uh, oh, yes, I I said this, I said this, he said this.
1: You're getting real excited.
0: I am. Can you tell? I'm
1: watching this thing spike (laughs) up and People are probably turning down the volume. I'm
0: sorry. Relax. I get real excited. (laughs) So he literally, uh, his testimony is literally in the documents of Mr. Walsh came in and, and testified to the fact that these were his photos.
1: Yeah, but they're they're faked. But photos. they're faked
0: photos. But they are his photos.
1: Okay, well that's good to know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. They're his fake photos.
1: They're his
0: fake photos. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's, I think that's all it, about the photos that I kind of wanted to say. Just that it, it amazes me that they they. Moved things and then they took the photos.
1: Is is this kind of like one of the first cases where they had crime scene photos?
0: Yes, it is one of the first ones that they used them. Yeah. Okay,
1: because photography was around. It was pretty new. 1850s, 1860s. 1860s, 1860s yeah. something like around yeah. the Civil War times, mm-hmm. it was quite new.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it had. Become... I did see
1: one of the photos that it. It kind of. I don't know if it was a different photo or the same photo of of andrew okay but it was like zoomed out a little bit and it had a guy standing on the right
0: i've seen that picture too yeah
1: but all the photos i've seen that that of andrew it's like zoomed in of him being on the couch right and and that person whoever's to the right is not in the photo
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i don't think they would have taken Well, they might have taken multiple photos of that same angle and then somebody just walked in oops Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: i guess that would depend on how much they were paying him true (laughs) how many photos can i take you know because he would have had to do plates for every one of the photos that he did so
1: so we got about 15 minutes what else you want to talk about this
0: okay um can i can i talk about the the autopsies
1: You can. If we don't get through it, we'll put it in another episode. Okay. Go ahead.
0: So the first set of autopsies, because they had two. Of course they did. uh, The first set of autopsies were actually done in the house. I Uh, remember
1: that. Was it in the dining room?
0: um, When was in the dining room? Mrs. Borden was in the dining room and Mr. Borden. Where we ate breakfast Yes. we stayed there. very exciting. Uh, And Mr. Borden was in the room where he was murdered. Um, so the first set of autopsies were done there, but it wasn't a full autopsy. They literally just kind of uh, looked at his head and said, oh, yep, there's a whole bunch of cuts here. Uh, and then they removed their stomachs. So they did a, an incision on their abdomens and removed both of their stomachs, tied the ends off, and shipped that off to, I believe it was Mr. Walsh. I have to look that one up. I actually forgot a guy's name. Uh, I did, Uh, but they herself. Yeah, I did. Uh, They sent it off to him to uh, study the contents of the stomach, and then they also took some of the milk and they sent it off to with with the stomach content, the stomach and stomach contents to him uh, to to study them to see if it was actually poison or not. That's what they had done for the first autopsy. Why? Right, Uh, right. he's bludgeoned, she's bludgeoned. (laughs) Obviously,
1: it was a sharp, blunt instrument that caused death. Why did they care about the milk and the contents of the stomach?
0: I guess they wanted to know.
1: premeditated something?
0: Perhaps, Ah, you know. uh, It it turns out that that was kind of important later because, um, well, neither one of them, Abby or um, Andrew, Neither one of them had any prussic acid in their systems, which apparently Lizzie supposedly she denies. But the guys at the uh, Smith's Pharmacy said, yes, you did. Uh, but she, she went in the, a day or two before uh, to get prussic acid. And he wouldn't sell it to her. That was Eli Benz. He wouldn't sell it to her from Smith's Pharmacy. That's the pharmacist. Yeah, um, and she was upset about it. She's like, I just need this to clean my, you know, my clothing and my bags, and and so there was none of that in their system. So later on, that did become important and influential in whether his information went into the testimony, into the trial testimony.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: So later it became important, but why they decided to do it then, I'm not sure. Unless it was, you know, something that that was what they did for an autopsy back then, I don't know. That's not what we necessarily do today. We do a whole gamut, and I could talk about autopsies forever. But that was the first set of autopsies. The second set of autopsies were actually done at Oak cemetery
1: during the funeral
0: after their funeral. Actually. Yeah. Uh, so the, the actual funeral happened in their house Oh, in the room. room. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, and then they went to the cemetery and afterwards, uh, they put them not in the ground immediately, but they put them in a a special holding area where they used to hold people in the winter. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm the ground bug. Right.
0: But this was August, so they could have gone right in the ground. But they didn't. They wanted a second autopsy, but they didn't tell Lizzie and Emma. They did a second autopsy where they really did examine all the wounds and all that kind of stuff. They did more uh, looking in the interior of the body. And then they (laughs) cut off their heads. Both of them. Yes, they did. So Dr. Dolan uh was actually the one who did the autopsy uh and he was the one who cut off their heads he took the heads home and can you
1: imagine that walking in the house hi like, honey look, i'm home honey what do you got in the bag don't ask
0: <laughs> he used don't his ask. wife's stock pots to boil in his kitchen the oh heads goodness. of abby and andrew to get down to the bone apparently it Freaked his sons out. I can imagine. <laughs> but uh, he boils them down, and he
1: what if he has this makes sun? casts. Here, go get rid of this. You know, after it was done <laughs> no. boiling, go throw that out back. Yeah. Right? Oh. Uh,
0: but he did that so that he could uh, see the wounds better on the heads, and um, yeah, isn't that quite exciting?
1: No, not really. You no, freaked
0: me. No, I. I Quite excited by the fact that he literally Can took you know them home and did them in his kitchen, like.
1: So this. Is I hope all he bought his, Yeah, I Can hope he bought his wife
0: some new pots.
1: You imagine the smell, the stench. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. dear lord. Yeah. So. It was nice. They were eventually buried without their heads. Their daughters didn't know. Until the trial.
1: Um, I do believe that the heads are not with them
0: well they sort of are they're buried three feet down they're in supposedly in boxes on top of their coffins so not with the not in the coffin yeah not in the coffin but three feet of three feet down wow yeah uh there was a guy uh, a couple years ago who who went with you know like those detectors and Mm -hmm. things and and tried to figure out um you know, if they were really there. And there were, there were anomalies that kind of indicated that, yeah, they were there. Uh, and he also, when he did this test, he noticed that it appeared that Andrew's coffin lid had actually crushed in, but Abby's was still solid. Just little extra tidbits there. But their their skulls are supposedly on top of their bodies. Just not... Inside.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. What else you got?
0: All right. So um, I kind of mentioned a little bit about Eli and the prussic acid with the mm-hmm. autopsy. Yes. And that later on it was kind of important in the trial. Uh, he was supposed to give testimony that Lizzie came into Smith's pharmacy and tried to buy prussic acid I from him. I think that
1: was in one of the movies, wasn't it?
0: Uh. Probably, I think it's, I think it might have been in both of the major movies. Okay. Uh, But she said she wanted the poison, because prussic acid is poison, uh, to kill moss that she had on a sealskin cape and to clean it up. And uh, he wouldn't sell it to her because she didn't have a prescription. And you had to have a prescription for this stuff. And she was not happy about this. He. When the murders happened, he's like, dude, she came in here. <laughs> she wanted to buy this, and it was just a couple of days ago.
1: know, I got some information that might be
0: useful. And there were, Hello. Other, people, there were other people in the shop that day when he, she wanted it and was having a hissy fit because he wouldn't sell it to her that verified, yeah, that was Lizzie Borden that was in there trying to buy that. She denies even knowing where Smith's Pharmacy is. Really? Yeah, she's like, I don't even know where that is. I was never there. That I, I was not there. I did not try to buy that. Seriously, you live in this town. You don't know where the pharmacy is. Give me a break. Uh, but, yeah, she, um, so she said, nope, I did not go in there. Uh, but because when they looked at the stomach contents, there was no prussic acid found in the stomach contents. It didn't happen on the day of the murders. The judge says, yeah, I'm not going to let you admit that as evidence. So his testimony was never heard by the jury, uh, that she had even come there in an attempt to buy poison.
1: And then lied about it.
0: And then lied about it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, we're not saying that, that Lizzie was guilty. However, um, and we'll do additional
0: yeah we have our theories there's a lot of theories there's a
1: lot of things about lizzie that is quite interesting yes
0: there's a lot of theories by other people and we have our own so yeah yeah
1: even the time frame you know it's just right within 15 minutes basically from her dad coming home supposedly she takes off his boots he lays down to go to sleep Within 15 minutes, she's yelling up the stairs at, at Bridget that somebody came in and killed her father.
0: Yeah, and, and at, supposedly while well, she's been outside eating pears out in the barn. Right. And that's why she didn't know somebody came in and did that till she came back inside.
1: That's not a lot of time. It's not minutes. a lot of time. You're right. <sighs> but so, there were a lot
0: of things that happened that morning in a very short amount of time.
1: Hopefully this podcast kind of serves as an intro so you guys know a little bit about the Lizzie Borden case um don't take our word for it um uh, you can go to our our blog site look at some of the information we're putting out there We'll have links to other sites um
2: hey, if you even- have
1: questions though this this came up while you're talking since we know so much and perhaps well Marianne knows a lot more than I do about this but um <clears throat> If you have questions about it, send them to us. Uh, you can email us through our, our... If you go to the blog site, um, the untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. There's a little form on there that you can fill out, and they'll send us a message. Um, or on our Facebook page, you can message us on there. If you have a question, um, we have a lot of research on this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and And if you want to... They, you can actually stay at Lizzie at the Lizzie Borden House.
1: Yes, you can. It
0: is an inn at this point, um, and we stayed there this past year. It was quite exciting. I loved seeing the layout of the house, and
1: it's it's really cool how they the, now the furniture that's in the house is not original.
0: No, it is not.
1: However. It looks real close.
0: Yeah, they did do some replicates of the furniture. Um, they did a real good job of the couch that Mr. Borden was killed yes, on. Yes, they did. Uh, it's a really good replica. Um, and
1: there are, um, there are some items that belong to Lizzie and to Andrew and Abby that are still in the house. Of Emma, too, I believe. Mm-hmm um some personal items that are still there you can creepy dolls yeah they're they're kind of gross but
0: there's actually uh lizzie borden some of the books that she actually owned and she had her name written in so you can see her actual handwriting that's kind of cool
1: um it's actually a cool little trip to to go out there put that on your uh all river massachusetts we stayed at the uh lizzie borden house mm-hmm. and then the next day before we head back to providence that's where we flew into
0: um we went to visit their graves we went to the grave which by the way i know probably short on time but i want to say uh lizzie borden is literally buried right at her father's foot's feet yeah. in the cemetery yep. it was requested of her by her in her will that that's where that's the way she wanted to be buried and she is buried right there
1: yeah um and then we went by the house that Lizzie bought.
0: Maplecroft.
1: On the hill.
0: Yes, after the after trial. After death. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, she and, he, uh, well, her and her sister inherited. Money. All the estate right. of her father's and split it in mm-hmm. half and she bought the house. So we stopped there.
0: And that is actually due to open this year uh, for another place to stay uh, for another inn. They're, they had uh, been working on it last year while we were there. They're, they're scheduled to open sometime this year.
1: Yeah, what was the name of it? Maplecroft. Maplecroft, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually etched into the
0: It is, into the, the steps yeah. in the front of the house. Now
1: talk about just from the outside, that house is a at least three times the size of Oh easy the other house.
0: And I believe it had, you know, bathrooms and electricity oh, and yeah. <laughs> telephones. Oh, yeah.
1: Lizzie ended up having several maids and a chauffeur and Yes. And all kinds of stuff. So she spent that money well.
0: <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did.
1: Uh we have a few minutes left. What do you actually we got about oh. five more minutes.
0: Really? And yeah. I and I was like thinking I was taking all your time by talking about the cemetery.
1: No, I just wanted to say that stuff while I was thinking about it. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're, I guess what I'm getting at is we're all over the place with this podcast. I mean, we're hitting on all kinds of different stuff, but we just wanted to give you an introduction.
0: Yeah, but I think um, basically today what we gave them was the basic outline of the timeline of what happened. Not all the little finite details that we can get into because I know a lot of them. And we kind of went over the autopsies and right. uh, some of the things about the crime scene photos and how the crime scene was not necessarily was botched yeah it wasn't quite done correctly there
1: are theories out there that (laughs) of course lizzie did it um there are theories out there that um john Morse. uncle john uncle john did it um which is quite interesting his alibi he knew exactly where he was exactly who he talked to badge numbers of badge people. numbers of police officers that he ran into and all kinds of stuff which is kind of weird um there's the theory that um bridget bridget was involved somehow there's a theory that um lizzie actually hired bridget and somebody else to actually do it correct Um, which is quite interesting because after this went down and everything took place, Bridget like left
0: town. Yeah. But I can't blame her though. I can't blame her. her. She was in this town and she was accused of being one of the suspects, you know. Who's gonna hire her? She's gotta go far away where nobody knows who she is. Well she she did go far away. And she did. Yeah. Which by the way I also find interesting, she ended up marrying a guy named Mr. Sullivan. So Bridget Sullivan became Bridget, Bridget
1: Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Bridget Sullivan gave Mrs. Bridget yes, Sullivan. Yes, I find that interesting. Um I mean there's just several different theories uh about who did it, how they did it. And there's and, uh,
0: also a theory that they have an illegitimate brother.
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: That did it.
1: And there was there was some um
0: strange people in town, there was some controversy. Transients
1: we'll talk about this later uh, between the two sisters and the father
0: mm-hmm. over her
1: property oh yeah um so they were kind of like fighting about that um
0: and abby was part of that problem yes she was so that kind of ties them all together again uh, uh there's so much theories that she wasn't really in the barn eating pears when she said she was you know uh officer medley actually came to that conclusion pretty quickly yeah so we can talk about that in the future as well
1: so i think we set it up for a future podcast oh i think we we'll sure start did drilling down into some more detailed information mm-hmm. but uh we're pretty much out of time for this one
0: so all we got was the basics got the Aww. basics in that's all right that's okay that's okay
1: so we will uh start posting some of that stuff out there um you guys want to follow along if you have questions, let us know. and um, this is gonna wrap it up. So mm-hmm. till next time, I'm Sean
0: and I'm Marianne, and thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening
0: to untold history.